0: And that is so good. Can we give the Lord a shout, a loud shout? So today, we have a special guest to hear. If y'all don't know him, his name is Apostle Alan Coleman from Gates. And just real quick, the first time I heard Apostle Coleman preach was at a church in uh, he was preaching on freedom, and there's a bunch of people there. He's like, "Young man, come up here." <laughs> I guess I just got free. I guess he could see it all over my face. <laughs> anyway, that's my first experience. Man, he is a man of God. He really Amen. is. Amen. And uh, what a word he's got for us today. Our pastor is in Kingfisher, Oklahoma, at uh, yes, Life, 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 Lifeway. Yes, <laughs> sorry, Lifeway Church, and we just. Ask the blessing on him. I know he's going to give a word up there. Right now, uh, Pastor Coleman. Y'all give it up. So, real quick, before he gives a word, let's pray for him, Amen. all of us together. Our right, Heavenly Father, I just want to list up Apostle Coleman. Lord, I pray that you just use him in a mighty way today. Let your word flow through him. I know he has sick to word and he's got one for us. And Lord, I just ask that we be receptive to him and what God flows through him. We thank you for the Holy Spirit Spirit's here this morning. Lord, I just pray a blessing upon the words he speaks. And again, we thank you for him. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Good morning. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Amen. It's good to be here in the place of grace. There's not much difference between me and Pastor Eric, except he's a little shorter than I am. <laughs> That's about it. But certainly it's good to be here. They gave me about 30 minutes, so I want to go pretty quick. Was there anybody here from this morning? Just let me see Ann. Okay. Hey, man, I know what I can say and can't. All right. But, um... I told him this morning, it's kind of like this um, young man, he was, he loved his wife so and he was really wanting to really bless her on the anniversary and so he went by the, uh, the animal store and pet store and he saw a parrot in there that spoke seven different languages fluently. He was excited, he sent it ahead of him and uh, couldn't wait to get off. I mean, he drove fast, jumped out of the car, ran up to the front door. Baby, baby, say, yes. Did you get that bird? Yes, I got him. He's in the oven. (laughs) He says, in the oven? He said, that bird speaks seven different languages fluently. She said he should have said something. (laughs) I need to say something on this morning. Amen. Amen. I need to say something, but we do thank God, amen, to one of the greatest churches in Athens, Texas, Sand Springs. I'm gonna say it one more time, I told them, Big Mama sometimes say, if you can't pat your own stuff on the back, you're in trouble. One of the greatest churches in Henderson County, Sand Springs. Amen. But we're going to jump in here real quick. I'm Pastor Coleman, excited about being here. And uh, we're going to look at uh, Matthew 6 and 25. God is dealing with his disciples. He's uh, prepping them for what's coming. He's, He's teaching them how to be able to navigate in a wicked place. He's trying to teach them what means something to him. All of us know to God, God loves souls. No matter what we've heard, it, it has always been about the loss. Amen. Yeah. And God's heart is that we as believers, <laughs> us who have found the truth, that we be a great PR person for God. Yeah. You do know the truth be told, Jesus has some pretty lousy PR people. But here as uh, Jesus is dealing with them, he's, he's telling them the things that's important. So I pray something blesses you today. It says 25, therefore I say unto you, take no doubt for your life or what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your own body what you should put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment, Behold, fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. But yet your heavenly Father feed them. Do you not mean more than they? Which of you, by taking one thought, can change your inch in your stature? I'm talking to some young people this morning, especially. And why take... Thought for raiment, consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They toil, neither do they spin. And yet they say unto you that even Solomon, all of his glory, was not arrayed like those. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is here and tomorrow is gone, shall he not do much more clothe you than them? O oh, you little faith! Therefore take no doubt saying what shall we drink? What shall we put on as clothes for after all the unbelievers or the Gentiles seek that. For your heavenly Father know that you have need of all these things. I think you may want to underline that have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. And we're going to Title is: If you're gonna pray, don't worry, and if you're gonna worry, don't pray. Yeah, Amen. Y'all still here with me? Well, the truth be told is God is dealing with these people. Uh, uh, they're men and they're men and women just like us. They they have the same issues. Uh, they have the same thirst. They have the same failures and. And all God is trying to do Is to first let them know What's important in life But rather we believe it or not It have always been about the loss For God When he saved us He didn't save us by happenstance But he saved us That we may go and be a light In a dark world You can take a flashlight In the middle of the day Brother Dean And you can take that flashlight And click it on right at 1, 8, 1 p.m. in the sun and you don't even know that flashlight's working unless you look at it. That's right. That's right. Is that the truth? You can take that same flashlight to the Mavericks Coliseum yeah. at 1 a.m. Yeah. And you can turn that same light on and it'll start illuminating that whole building. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. See, when God saved us, we became his light. Sometimes the issue is we're light, but we don't want to be in dark places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got, y'all gonna make me push today. So what happens is God sometimes has to strategically put us in places. It's not by chance he put you in apartment 22. He was dealing with 23 and 24. And the issue there is that those, those two apartments were lost as they could be. And God's heart was that you be light, that you might draw them to him. In spite of them cussing you out at the front porch. And what happens is God, you know, and he's trying to tell them, listen, this is not about you. One of the hardest things as a believer is to be able to really swallow. It's really not about you. Do you not know that God's plan was always to save you and not you to save yourself? It was always God's plan. I mean, now now I know many before us uh, in the Old Testament, some of them didn't catch it. But God was saying the same thing then. But it's something about man innately that we have to have a little something to do with something. But it can't be with God. So here he's telling them, listen, you know, you shouldn't be worrying You shouldn't be worrying because I am the God of high and the God of low. There's nothing you're going through that I don't know about. And I'm working on the backside dealing with the issue. Do anybody believe that? And sometimes it's hard to grasp because the enemy's job is to get us so confused with everyday life and everyday trouble that he get our mind off of the loss. That's his job, yeah. and God is trying to tell him, "Listen, if I took care of the birds and I took care of all this other, I got you. Yeah. I got you." You know, I told him this morning. See, uh, it, I mean, you can kind of—I'm uh, I'm, kind of going somewhere. Stay with me a little bit. And God, He He deals with us, and mainly tries to let us know, you don't have to worry. Right. Now, for a believer. You know, I told them this morning, if you could picture that drum set over there, just take a look at that drum set with the glass around it. We're going to call that for the sake of demonstration, grace. Grace, unmerited favor, grace. Grace is everything you need in the earth realm. Everything, healing, everything you need is over here. A single man looking for a wife, she's here. Amen. Amen wife looking for a good godly husband quit going to the clubs he's there Come on. he's in grace everything you need sick in your body yeah. it's over there Amen. that's where healing's at yeah. and guess what Jesus have already paid for all of it yeah. now some of us were not preach I hear you but Everything you are talking about I don't have. Well, now now I didn't I didn't put the other part in here. Listen, Jesus brought the grace. You have to bring the faith. Oh, yeah, I'm going to preach pretty good right there. Yeah, you have to bring the believing. You have to believe what God is saying, I got you. And Satan's job is to make you doubt everything God have ever said. He'll make it look so dim that you can't see. The old people say the trees for the the fires for the trees, whichever way it goes. So that's his job. But God's job is to win you. Win you with his love. To win you, to show you, stay focused on the kingdom. I said it before, I said again, Sand Springs, this is just the beginning. Whether you know it or not, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you are part of the nucleus. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the beginning. It grows from here. When we all get our minds on what God's mind is on, what is His mind on? Is the loss. But the enemy's job, he comes in to bring confusion, to divide us. Yeah, but tell somebody, I'm fighting a good fight of faith. Yeah, I come to tell some young people, I know, look like, you know, you're not going to get out of your father's garage. <laughs> I know. Look like things have changed. I feel you. Yeah. But God has it like this for this season for you to look to grace. I got you. Yeah. I just need you to believe what I said already. He even said here later that, guys, he says, he says, listen, all I seek, I seek that you will first seek the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. It's in you. I tell everybody, the Holy Spirit is not in it. You got to get this. The Holy Spirit is God. It's God himself in you. And that means whatever you come up against, it's not coming up against you. It's coming up against God. That's why the enemy hates you so. I tell every believer, especially the babies in Christ who really needs to know this, when you accept Jesus Christ, you are bought with a price. You don't belong to you anymore. You know what else you don't own? You don't own the issues you're dealing with. They're not your issues anymore. Guess whose issues they are? They're God's issues. I can remember when I first got started years and years back, way in my youth. Man, it looked like I could pass every sin but this last one. It was one I just could not get over. And God finally told me, I said, "Listen." He says, what you're laboring with is not yours to labor with. There you go. He said, it belongs to me when you going to let me have it. When you're going to let me work it through you. That's the whole thing of the Christian walk. The reason most of us worry so we forget that we've been bought with a price. The sickness you have don't belong to you. I'm preaching better than you saying amen right there. The, the sickness that you're laboring with now Is not yours It belongs to God So believing for it Look over at that drum set That's where my healing is at right here Because God is faithful Even unto death He said first seek the kingdom Then he says his righteousness I love to talk about righteousness I love that uh, uh, While I went to Bala I was going to go be a lawyer Thank God God moved I took some of the first classes, and he came to my rescue. But uh, anybody ever deal with courts, the the judge walks in, they call him the righteous, honorable Judge Jack Dean. And sometimes, well, how did it come up to righteous part? Well, realistically, righteous means the fulfillment of an expectation In any relationship. Now you got to get that. That's good stuff. The fulfillment of an expectation in any relationship. When Brother Bruce, I'm going to pick on him, is being a good husband who fulfills every one of his wife's expectations. She would walk around calling him the righteous Bruce Lawrence. Ah, oh, yeah, boy. When you see him walking in service with his chest stuck out, you know what happened. Is the righteous Bruce Lawrence. Well, so how do we work with God? Same principle. When we can fulfill God's expectation. For us or you God equates it To righteousness and so, so what is he expecting from us It's to believe Amen. It has always been that Amen. It's to believe I think some of the disciples says And I think John 6 said, But listen there's got to be some work I can do he said it is Amen. Believe in the one that I sent you Amen. That's what I need from you And believing is a hard thing to do when an enemy who's continually making us think only about ourselves. That is his job. So he brings chaos. He brings division in homes. Wherever Satan is, there's division. Wherever Jesus is, there's unity. And we battle, but I come to tell you, you're not fighting by yourself. That God is fighting for you. Woo! I'm telling you what—he's on the backside. But I promise you, if you just keep on believing in God, well, some say, "Well, if I just believe now, God, we still have to work from the sweat of a brow." But do understand everything that's in front of you. God knows is already coming. I told the first group, as God set in eternity for you that have done any geometry. They they have a timeline and a timeline is a beginning and an end. Any geometry majors? This is about all I know about geometry. (laughs) Is the timeline? Man, I got that right. It's a beginning and an end. Well, that's where we are now. We're in time, but God is in eternity. He sees everything you're going through. One great writer said he can see Moses split the sea and see you still a cookie at the same time. Come on. Come on. Come on. He's God, boy, yeah. and if he loves you, you know he loves you. He see the whole. He see what's coming tomorrow, yeah. and he's in your corner, saying, "Hang on, man. Yeah. I can hear the angels up there. God, they've almost made it. Yeah. Come on. But sometimes we get right to the brink." Of overflow, God opening doors up And we stop The enemy's job He wants us to quit He wants to give up On the dreams even of our lives But you can't give up on God God strategically Puts you here to be you And he picks you to be able To be at his work You know once we become Saved we don't lose our sense of humor Thank God I met somebody to get saved and they lose it. Lord, have mercy. They'll be saying, you ought to praise him. But God picked you purposely because of how you are. And all he did, he came and placed himself in you. And he's love. See, Jesus even tells us, watch this. He says, I took all of the commandments. All of them and put them into. is to love God. I did this this morning. We'll pick Brother Harden. He, I'm telling you, that, the Lord is with Brother Harden. Rather, y'all know it or not. Raise your hand, Brother Harden, where everybody know who. The, the Lord's with that man. And y'all believe me. I've known him a long time. The Lord is with him. But I'm, for the sake of this demonstration, and, in 10 minutes, amen, I can do this in 10. <laughs> amen, I can do a lot in 10 minutes, amen. Is that for the sake of this example, Brother Harden is God. Just lift your hand up, God. Yeah, but look at him. And Brother Minister Bruce, Pastor Bruce, is the other people. God's hard. Is that we love Him and love each other, or love our neighbors or love ourselves? We're in the same ballpark. The question is, what's the difference? There's no difference. Whenever I'm loving Bruce, Nim, I'm loving God. And when I'm loving God, I'm loving Bruce. See, it all works together. That's why God says it's impossible to say you love me. And you can't love your brother who you see. Do we not understand? All of this have always been about relationships. I probably can't say this, but I probably will. I tell my church all the time, I say, listen. You're gonna wish on the day of judgment that God was talking about cigarette smoking. You gonna wish, because you know we quit smoking in '86. Man, when we get up to that bar, he's gonna be asking, why did you do your ex-wife like that? Why did you do your ex-husband like that? Why did you do, why did you do the man who pulled in front of your car? Why did you do your boss? Why did you do, see, all hard issues. Because God's heart is that we love one another and fight for one another and be here to help each other and not give up on each other. It has always been the heart of God. And this is why this enemy, his job is to divide. To bring division. Why? He don't want God to be pleased. For you that was here a few weeks ago, we did the Black History Service right in this place. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Oh, that devil was mad. Just because some men and women came together and said, for the Lord I live and the Lord I die. Y'all still in the house? I I, uh, think I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. In Romans 14 and 70 it says this. 14 and 7, it says, For none of us liveth to himself. No man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. We are the Lord's. And because we are his, he loves his children. When Jesus died, he did more than just save us from a burning hell. I know for years that's all I was preaching, to God be the glory for it. But that's that's not all of the finished work of Jesus. I believe one of the greatest things that Jesus did, he guaranteed in grace that we would have everything we need to bid the work of Jesus Christ on earth. All of us don't need a million dollars. Let's be honest. Some of y'all say, yes, I do. If you got a million dollars, you'd have about 50 cattle trailers. I got six cows. See, see, but God, he he blesses according to the calling on our lives. Let let me show you. Try to kind of help us with this. See, God knows what we can handle. And no good father would allow us to receive something that would destroy us. Y'all hear me? So what God is doing, he, each one of us have a different task in the kingdom. But all of our tasks is for the loss. Amen. To talk about Christianity without the loss is like trying to play football without a ball. Yeah. Amen. It have always been about the loss. God have a heart for the loss. I got news for somebody. Once upon a time you were the oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody say it wasn't me. I came in just like this. <laughs> it have always been about the loss. And God is praying and hoping That we have a heart. And you know what? The more God you get, the more heart you'll have for those who's lost. The truth be told, you know how I can tell all of us have been short? Watch this next question. How many in here this year have discipled somebody to Christ? What I mean, listen, I'm just not talking about inviting them one time to church. But I'm talking about inviting them and then you tell them, sit over here by me because... That usher, I don't know about her yet. <laughs> and then they leave and go home. Then you call them on Monday. How did you like it? Come on. Then on Wednesday, you call them and say, what you doing? Yeah. I'm running down to McDonald's. You want to go to Mickey D's with me? Somebody say, oh, Lord, this costing me money. That's, that's just how this works. Come on. Come on. And then you get them down to Mickey D's and you, you buy them the burger. And then coming up next Sunday, what are you doing? See, discipling is you holding on to them until the, the Lord get a hook in them. And he'll get a hook in them. Some of us say, no, I got to clean them babies before I bring it. That's the problem. Let Jesus and the Holy Spirit do the cleaning. Your job is to just go out and tell them about a man named Jesus. And after you get them, then finally they'll be in church. They'll beat you there. And then you go to the next one. And then they go to the next one. Do you see how this to work? But you know what? Some of us get so caught up in worry. Some of us get so caught up in how we're going to make it. Not knowing everything we need is in grace. I preached a message one time called, called Sweatless Victories. I had sweatless victories. Why? Because I trusted what God had for me. And I believed God for it. And because I believed, it came into fruition. Sweatless victories. The enemy's job is to get us so caught up in ourselves. Young people, I tell you what, you should be having some of the greatest days in your life. Because right now there's more teenagers bringing more people to Christ than anybody in the world right now. So what's in you is greater than what's in the Lord. You've got to trust God. You've got to trust him. And when you put all of your faith in God and him alone, tell somebody I'm expecting something from him. I'm expecting something from him. Is anybody expecting anything from God? The word expect means to stick at your neck. And look in both ways, when is it coming? Right, right. Come on, good. I close with this story because that clock's speeding up. <laughs> and once this little boy down in one of the toughest parts of Harlem, little black kid. And Brother Bruce, he, he was at the bus stop and as he was sitting at the bus stop, right at the bus depot, and he's sitting there just kicking his foot about five or six. About that time, as he's kicking his foot, all of, here come all the people now. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna stand by these people, so he take off walking up up the hill. He didn't walked almost oh Lord, five hundred feet from the bus depot. All them old people standing around the depot say, go get that boy. They all went down there trying, that bus, going, it ain't gonna stop up here, boy. Come, come on and let me get you back. That boy just shook his arm, letting me go. All them standing around there, last bus of the day. I don't know last time you've been to Queens down in Harlem. That is not one place you want to be overnight. Your hat would beat you to the hospital. So he down here and they looking down there at him. Oh woman say, that old man I just gotta get him. He he gets, he, that boy, let me go. They had to come on back down, they waiting for him. About that time, brother didn't hear that bus come. Round that corner. Everybody said, oh Lord, that boy gonna be left. By that time, that bus came by that boy. Ah! Little boy walked on the bus, went back there and said, am." Hey. Bus came on back. Oh, picked everybody up. That old man said, I gotta ask. That mama said, leave that boy alone. No, ain't no way. He walked over there and said, I gotta ask you little old boy, how did you know that this bus is gonna stop for you. He said, my daddy is the driver. <laughs> God is telling somebody today, he is your driver, and if you keep on expecting, God's gonna come and deliver you from every situation that you're going through. Is your daddy. As the praise team come, God sees it all. Nothing you're going through, he don't see. Nothing. He sees the tears. He sees the anxiety. But he sent me today to tell you, quit worrying. I'm fighting for you. My son have already paid it. I'm ready for some sweatless victories for you. Some of you are about to give up. I hear some that somebody say, you know what, is life worth living? But I come to tell you, don't you give up yet. Because the best in your life is right around the corner. And all you got to do is hang on and trust God. Because God never gives up on his own. God never gives up on his own. I'm going to tell somebody that. God never gives up on his own. And just because it's been delayed it don't mean it's been denied. Come on. Come on. It don't mean it's been denied. Trust him. Yeah. Trust him with everything you got. If you're going to pray, stop worrying. And if you're going to worry, it don't even do no good to praying. Y'all come on. Is there anybody? If you need us to stand with you, we will. I know some of you, you was on your last leg almost given up but the Lord said I've been fighting for you you came on the right Sunday the right day and the Lord said come let these believers stand with you and let us build you up in the faith hallelujah